Welcome back, listeners. Once again, you are listening to the 56th installment of the Fantasy Football Surgery Podcast. Recording again on the 5th of April 2017, we've got an absolute host of surgeons uh, with us tonight. First of all, welcoming back our resident man, the Iceman. Thank you, Billy. Thank you, Iceman. Up the podcast. Up the podcast. And we've got a guest now three or four times, and we're very grateful to have him back once more. It's that man from Bristol. It's Mr. Tom Campbell. Hey, guys. How's it going? You okay? Welcome back, Tom. We'll uh, We'll be catching up with you in just a moment, seeing how you've been getting on in the last few game weeks. And some of you may remember from podcast past, a, uh, a witty man who brought no less, uh, I suppose, knowledge and outrage to the podcast. We're delighted to have him back once again, a fully-fledged surgeon, a founding member. It is Woodsy. Hello, gentlemen. Welcome back. We look forward to the uh, the vomit, drivel, and also knowledge you're going to bring to the podcast today, Woodsy. Yeah, I'd like to say it's uh, a pleasure to be back, and I've, that I've really missed it. <laughs> could, could, could you perhaps say that more convincingly? <laughs> No. Okay. Will you, will you at least say up the pod? Um, there's, as you know, nothing that I won't go up, but um, I won't go up the pod. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's leave it Let's leave it there. Okay. First of all, Woodsy, let's start with you. Now, listeners wouldn't have heard from you for probably a good sort of 20 game weeks. How have you been faring over that time? The, the same as I did in the uh, 20 game weeks past. <laughs> Awfully. The odd, the odd bright spark with uh, the rest of it fairly... Yes, mate, to be honest, it's been um, average at best. Uh, I am the mid-table dweller, as I am all season, propping up literally ninth of our 19-placed league and have been there for, for many a week. So, uh, yeah, the odd genius, stroke of genius, for example, Son, a few yeah. weeks back, but uh, that is it, really. Well, it's, it's, good to always... have, uh, it's good to have a mid-table person because we've probably got quite a few of them listening. Maybe they want to hear what your opinion is. So it might count for something. Um, why copy a mid-table dweller <laughs> when you can go for the top? Well, I don't know, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay, well, we'll hear more about your team in a moment, Woodsy. TC, welcome back. How have you been getting on since the last time we uh, we had you on the pod? Do you know what? For the first time you've asked me that question, I can actually be relatively positive. Um, oh, which I've, makes... I've, been, I've been hoping this would happen for a while, because <laughs> no, every time so... it's usually disappointment. <laughs> Isn't it? Just, yeah. So I, I'm trying to think. I think the last time I spoke to you, I think I was around about the 200k mark, I think. Yeah. And that's probably true, because I spent about 12 weeks on the bounce, just sort of going between... 200 to a sort of 150k not really making any kind of progress and then just in the last five game weeks i've actually sort of actually done relatively well and now find myself looking at sort of game week live it'll be probably around 35 to 40k overall so um yeah i've actually turned it around i suspect because probably because a lot of people have given up at this stage but um it's, it's pretty cool to actually be in a more respectable position and I found myself for the majority of the season. I've really enjoyed this season, though. Just haven't really been getting much, um, much in the way of success until, as I say, the, the last five five game weeks. Well, it's good to hear you are you're on the app, and we'll look forward to hearing what you've got to say once more. Always cool. popular with the uh, with the listeners, with the ladies no, and the ladies as well. <laughs> Iceman, before we uh, we get into our teams, um, some of you on Twitter would have seen our 
groundbreaking innovative announcement this week as we unveiled the first <laughs> fantasy football surgery podcast placemat which was uh, custom made and designed i assured you um the Jesus Iceman christ got... <laughs> you've come have you on seen, leaps and bounds since i was uh, here yeah. well we started with t-shirts we've now got mugs and placemats and it's only going to grow in merchandise from there listen here for further information about how we may be giving these away eventually Iceman, we said we would thank everybody who plugged the uh, the placemat we're not actually selling it or anything like that at, at this point in time not that we ever will but just to get the message out there that we are innovative in our approach. Iceman, we said we would thank everybody who gave us a retweet. So have you got a list there? Yep, those names were um, FPL Team of the Week, uh, Tom Campbell, who's on here, Az from uh, FF Scout, Mike A, that's Mike underscore Jeski, Real FTF, Jonathan Paul Gavin and FPL Hortz have all retweeted us. So thank you for that. And if anyone else would like to retweet that, particular tweet with that video on that'd be great because that just gives a little bit more advertisement and uh, entice people to come into our league that is what it's all about it's getting people into the league and listening to the pod let everybody join the fun and uh, like i said we will decide how we are going to use these placemats over time but needless to say they are highly sought after for drinks i would imagine absolutely yeah i mean you could take them on a night out with you if you wanted to now chaps let's see how our teams have got on in this midweek game week not a double game week just the second round of fixtures running over tonight which is actually wednesday and also yesterday tuesday um let's work from woodsy how did you get on over the last two games well you'd be surprised to hear that i'm slap bang in the middle of the Highest point score of 74 with 33. Not quite slap bang, but near enough uh, mid-table performance. No real styles or gems. Just a distinctly average twos and threes scattered around. Who are your Um, high scorers? I've got Coutinho and Son, who netted this evening, both from seven. And then my captain was Mares, who scored a lovely six points for his clean sheet bonus. A good cleanie for him. I'm just looking at the uh, the bonus point system. I don't think you're going to get anything for Son, but your other one was said. Now, that was a good shout. What made you pick him over the likes of Firmino or any of the other Liverpool players to replace Mane? Based on his performance the game week before, I think, quality finish, racked up the points and looked very busy. So um, he, he was the one for me. He is coming into a bit of form now, uh, Coutinho, as we get into the business end of the season. So that's a nice shout from you. Um, as the, Like I said, as we're recording this, the games have literally just finished. So we're not quite sure where the bonus points have settled yet. We'll announce that as time goes on. TC, how'd you get on? Uh, yeah, it's hard to answer that really, Pete. I mean, I've got a good score, I think. It's looking like a score of either 63 or 64, depending on how the bonus points um, work out. Yeah. But... It's kind of like a bit of regret there because I was so close to playing my all-out attack chip when I heard that Valencia wasn't going to start for Man United and play all Brighton. So I wildcarded a couple of weeks ago yeah. and um, I thought all Brighton was like an inspired genius shout of mine. Yeah, great. Put him in on the weekend before only to find out that the bastard was ill. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so I was sort of cursing him and then because of that sort of misfortune... Had Zaha come in for me with his haul at Chelsea. So I got really, really lucky with that. And then off the back of that, I was like, oh, do you know what? Leicester played so well in the game that he was poorly for. I didn't think he'd start. So I left him out and didn't risk the all-out attack chip because I wasn't sure that he'd actually start the game week. And he didn't. So when I saw the starting lineups, I was like, oh, that was was a relief. I, I would have wasted that chip. 
then he came on and got two assists and is sitting there on my bench with eight points alongside uh-huh. Yoshida, who's sitting there with nine. He's not <laughs> wow. going to come on for Valencia because I opted for Gibson, who, although he got an assist, they conceded a bundle away at, at Hull somehow. So I'm looking <laughs> at the score and it's like, in isolation, it's a good game week score. But actually, it could have been a whole lot better. Hold, so, hold, hold on, just, Tom. Hold on, Tom. You've said before that you don't mind having those points on your bench because you like a, a full in-depth squad where you know you've got points available. So, and I, I definitely stand by that. It was the all-out attack chip. That was the thing that cost me. Yeah. And I think if if I played that, then it just would have it would have boosted my score like pretty significantly. And I definitely would have played that. That was in my thinking when I wildcarded. It was just like the intricacies of FPL, just one day's sickness caused all of this headache for me. And I guess I can't feel too bad because, as I say, I did get Zaha's haul and I, I was never going to play him at Stamford Bridge. So I, I got really lucky there. It's just in this game week, I missed out on that, on a, what would have been a good use of what actually is a pretty shoddy chip, really. So, yeah, it's a decent enough score, Pete, and a convoluted answer as ever. But, um, yeah, I guess I can't feel too bad. Yeah, I had a moment like Tom where I was going to play my triple captain on Hernandez, um, you know, and it seems obvious now, but I was actually going to do it. Yeah, Yeah, so there you go. Captain hindsight. Hindsight, Nearly points, uh, all wonderful things. But uh, I think that's, to be fair, that's a very decent score, Tom. So I think you'll be uh, hopefully getting a green arrow for that. Iceman, how did you get on? Uh, Not terrible. I uh, I captained Ali and he's got a golden assist. I think he's on for free bonus as well, which would be... Oh, no, he's not on for three bonus. He's on for two bonus. Never mind, it's still something. Well, let's see how the chips fall over the next half an hour because we know that BPS system can soon change, don't we? Yeah, it can, rapidly. I did bring in Origi for a hit, so he got a goal, and I think he, again, is on for three bonus. Um, I also brought in... um, who else did I bring in? Oh, I brought in Ali this game week, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, captained him straight away. I, I didn't want to captain Sanchez because I just don't think he's uh, utilised enough out on the wing and uh, it seems to be Welbeck starting up top. But I hit 46 overall with a hit, so 44. Not terrible, but not great. Yeah, it was a nice shout. Um, you, you did actually suggest the Rigi would be a good option to replace the outgoing Mane. You also mentioned Yoshida, I think, last week as well. So some good shouts for you, and you actually followed up your punts there. So a decent score. Um, I'm. Uh, I think once the the bonus points settle, I will be in the mid to high sixties. That late Josh King goal was has helped me out no end. I had Hazard and uh, I captained Aguero once again, so he scored. I have Ali, but not as captain, obviously. Um, sat on my bench, uh, where he has been all season, is Darun, who's actually got seven points tonight. Oh, nice. But he's not even getting near the starting lineup. He is camped out in my third bench spot, so I can't talk about him. The most important thing, though, Iceman, is that Tom Heaton has got me another six points. So, uh, <laughs> so after you rub, I knew you were going to rub that in. I, I am going to, and there's going to be yeah. stats on that later. But after you rubbed it, rub that out. Um, Ruled that out, sorry. And, uh, and so there's no more defensive points there for Burnley. I am gloating. <laughs> well done, well done. <laughs> Thank you. So we're going to bypass the uh, the fantasy football surgery mini-league at this point because it hasn't updated just yet. We'll uh, come back to that in next week's episode. We've got 10 fixtures to go through in this episode once again. So Saturday the 8th of April fixtures, Sunday the 9th, and then Monday the 10th. They're coming thick and fast at the moment. 
First of all, we've got Tottenham against Watford, an all-London clash at 12.30. Dare you, Captain, uh, a player in this fixture. Iceman, as our resident editor, I'll come to you first. Who do you like in this one and moving forward? Well, I think everyone's got to have Ali now, really, haven't they? He just seems to be scoring points nearly every game um, with a goal and assist. I know it came late in the last game, but against Watford, I just see him probably scoring high again. If you're looking for some defensive cover, I think Ben Davis, like I said last week, he's going to be a great option. Uh, I think he's still only 4.8, so again, a, a good, decent price to put in your defence, and uh, I think Tottenham are probably they're probably hurting after conceding that goal against Swansea just today, but um, I reckon clean sheets are going to be due for him with Rose being out for a long time. Uh, they're currently with the best home form of the season, so against Watford, I can just see this being a, a bit of a riot. Potential riot, yep. What about you, Woodsy? Do you like anyone in this fixture? Uh, I'm going to stick with my man Son, just yeah. basically for the differential angle. Obviously, a lot of teams will probably already have Ali, potentially Ericsson. So, yeah, Heng Ming Song is my man. So, do you chaps think there's because uh, Marcel Janssen came on late and uh, and got an assist for the goal? Do you think there's any danger of him rotating in for for any of the kind of because with the game's coming thick no. and fast, you could say all of them are, are potential threats. Do you see him potentially starting ahead, or do you think he'll stick with Son? No, no, Son's got no. to start now, really, isn't he? Um, they, they're they're gunning for the league now, even so. Uh, I don't think he's going to risk playing Janssen. Janssen's just not good enough. He doesn't score in open play, does he? No, he's, he's a decent hold-up man and a good provider, but like you say, doesn't come up with the same uh, returns as Son. TC, what about you? Uh, yeah, not much more to add on that, really, Pete. I think um, Ali's bordering that kind of must-have territory yeah. we talk about in FPL now, which I don't really need to go on about his stats much. They're, they're pretty much off the charts. But I, I would say Ericsson's definitely viable if, you, if you're tempted to double as well. He's sort of got. He's got more shots overall in the last three games. Admittedly, the vast majority of them are coming from outside the box, as you kind of expect when you watch Spurs. But he's a sort of nice one to look at as well. And I really like Jim's point on Davies as well. Four point eight mil as a route into the Spurs defence is is tidy. And I think you'd be um, you kind of expect him to definitely play the next three fixtures. There's talk about Danny Rose returning in time for the North London derby in game week 35 but before then they've got obviously the game against Watford that we're talking about at home Bournemouth at home and Palace away so even with that in mind if Rose does come back in time for that you'd still get three really good fixtures out of him and at 4.8 mil that that looks like a good option to me from Watford side I think off the back of their win they're all but safe now. So I don't know about you guys, but I think it's a captaincy game, potentially. Yeah, quite quite possibly. I mean, with the form that Spurs are in at the moment, Ali looks like a fairly safe bet again to go as a skipper. And obviously the Iceman's benefited greatly from that tonight. The, the only player I'm going to shout out... For, sorry, do you two want to chime in on that before I move on to Watford? I was, I was, I was just going to say on, yeah. on Spurs, with their home form, they are currently the best home form of the season and Tottenham have won more points in 2017 than any other Premier League team so they're, they're flying so I would I would consider Tom's shout of actually doubling up on maybe Ericsson and Ali, uh, very plausible, even Son, so he's starting up front So and they are creating chances I can see that being plausible hmm. Nice man, I think you're going to buy a Spurs shirt very soon if Yeah, you I, I, I'm switching my team, although we did get a nice uh, 3-0 win against West Ham We'll come who, to, we'll who, come to who, that Tom come supports to that. and uh, Stu supports, so I'm just going to rub that in quick the, uh, Sorry, what did you say? The reception went really bad though. <laughs> <laughs> The convenient crackling of uh, of an Arsenal victory um, of an arse. Yeah. yeah. 
the, the only player I'm going to uh, just shout from Watford. Uh, it's a difficult one. I think if you're looking at more fixtures rather than the double game weeks coming up, the only one from Watford I'd shout is the ongoing form of uh, Troy Deeney. Goal and a bonus matching Niang in their victory. Still a decent option, cheap up front and only 6.9 million. As their, their skipper, you know, he does he does lead the line well for them. Came second on bonus points. The downside, I guess, to Dini long-term for the rest of the season, other than the game, double game weeks, is that if you look at the bonus points system and understanding it a bit more now, he actually lost out to being dispossessed and uh, and committing fouls. And I think for a hold-up player like him, similar to perhaps some of the bigger players in the league, like Llorente as well, that's always going to affect you in the bonus point system. So I think he's a, he's a, a decent third striking option if you're looking at his games after Spurs. He's actually next got... So he's got Tottenham away next, then he's got Swansea at home and then Hull away. So some potential for goals for him as a differential, though, I would say. Yeah, I, I just think Dini is going to be good for the short term, just for the next few games. Maybe not for this Spurs game because they're playing him away, but I'd say Swansea and Hull. Uh, if you've got him, I would probably hang on to him for a few more weeks for the Agreed. game week yeah. 34. But after that, they've got, you know, their fixtures are terrible. So, yeah, I'll get rid after that. Yeah, I agree. Short term, certainly not worth, not worth one, uh, I suppose, spending points on is the uh, what we're, we're saying there. OK, well, let's move on to City versus Hull. So Man City versus Hull City. Uh, first three o'clock kickoff on Saturday the 8th. Tom, I'm going to come to you first for this one. City losing out to Chelsea tonight. Huge blow for them, I suppose, psychologically in terms of the race for the title. Where do you see this one going? Who do you like from them? Um. So I think with this one, obviously you've got you kind of think home banker all over this. I think just a word on on Hull. They've been really good at, um, at home and been well impressed by their uh, yeah. new manager coming in. He's got this incredible home record that spans sort of three years now across multiple different clubs, and it's continued in the Premier League with a side that you know Mike Phelan couldn't get a tune out of them for love nor money. So no. good on them really. But the away form. Uh, isn't isn't anything like that by way of comparison and they're playing a side who yeah they got beat tonight um, against the sort of champions elect in Chelsea but they are playing really well and I think obviously uh, Aguero always features on um, FF surgery pods as as he should do even if it's like a controversial should you keep him or not he's still in in great kind of involvement if you like he's had 15 shots in his last three games six on target um, which is Still decent, you know. He scored again tonight as well, so he remains kind of viable if you're willing to tie your money up up top there. I just wanted to touch on um, the the fact that sort of quietly, David Silva's come back into the reckoning. I think he's one of your faves, yeah. Pete. Over the over the years, he's it, uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolute class player. And we know that class doesn't always translate into FPL points, and it's been yeah. it's quite tempting to stick with these players that you know are, are awesome footballers, but actually they don't turn into tangible points all the time, but. More recently, there's just a stat I really liked about 12 attempted assists in his last um, three game weeks. That's good by anyone's standards. And this game against Hull, who um, who do still leak, especially away from home, I think quietly at 8.6 mil, you're still paying quite heavily. But that looks like a, an attractive proposition, in my opinion. I'm, I'm just yeah, going to totally disagree with you there, Tom. I'm sorry, mate. But the he he to me, I have watched a few uh, City games. He just seems to be the pass um, before the pass at the moment, and his uh, ceiling isn't great. He hasn't hit double points nearly. Well, he's hit it twice all season, and for that mm-hmm. price, you want to kind of be expecting a little bit more. Maybe he gets an assist every so often. I don't think he's going to get 
massive hauls, so I, I wouldn't go there, not for that price. I'll, I'll let you reply to that in a second, Tom. Just mm. He's got three assists in his last five games. He's actually more consistently performing than Kevin De Bruyne at the moment, which I hadn't realised. So I agree with you, Tom. I think he's um, he's an absolute luxury player. He's class to watch, and over the years he has been. I guess when they didn't have some of those more attacking players like Sterling, Sane and KDB, mm. he was that attacking midfielder, and when Torre was bombing forward with him as well. Do you have any further thoughts on him, though? Uh, no, it's a really good good challenge, to be fair. And where I'm coming from is, I think it kind of, at this stage of the season, you know, we're over 30 game weeks in. It kind of depends on your league position. If you are defending, then I wouldn't go near him. But if you're looking to chase, then it's a sort of player that, yeah, it's punty, but it's maybe the sort of thing that you need to take at this stage of the season. Um, yeah. Just looked at his returns. He's got fancy returns in three of the last seven game weeks and yeah. four, four of the last eight, actually. So take Jim's point about the ceiling definitely and it is it is a luxury price as well but i don't know the home fixture against hull you wouldn't be shocked if that ceiling was um was, he was knocking on the door that for sure i think um, and the the form of kunaguero as well at the moment he's now mm. got uh, four goals and an assist in his last uh, six games so um again that the ceiling for aguero has dropped as well but he is doing it consistently and he's he's actually probably going to be my skipper for this game week i really like the look of him against um, oh, yeah, against definitely yeah, if, if, if you've got if, if you've got him then yeah, it'd be hard not to i guess He's making it very difficult for me to swap him out for Ibrahimovic. That was the obvious uh, move for me a couple of weeks ago. But at the moment, Absolutely. I just I just can't do it because he's uh, United, obviously, really struggling to find the net um, other than the penalty and uh, and City showing a little bit more form other than obviously losing tonight. So tell you what, Pete, if you if you keep hold of him past yeah. the whole game, then you're going to have Southampton away, which isn't isn't a horrible looking yeah. fixture. Then you've got the Manchester derby, but. Our- after yeah. that, you've got Borough, Palace, Leicester, Watford and West Brom. Like, yeah, he's, it's going to be hard to lose him at any point. Really, he's, uh, he's, a, he's got that nice double game week at the end as he well. Does. He could well be a season keeper he's for me. Too, yeah. yeah, I think that's a nice shot. Would you, any, any, anyone to add for Man City? Well, I'm sure I'm not the only one that will be in this position. I can't afford Sergio and I can't afford KDB. So I'm looking at either Sterling or Sane. But both seem to have dried up recently. I mean, Sterling hasn't scored over six points in the last four game weeks. So I think I'm going to take a punt and stick Sane in just for that home fixture against Hull. Is, uh, you can't not have uh, a midfield or striker for City, I don't think, for that fixture. I think Sane is going to be a good shout. He seems to get 90 mm. minutes at the moment. He plays nearly every game. Mm. Sterling seems to be the one that gets replaced at half-time for tactical reasons, putting Yaya Torre. So I, I think Sane is probably the best one out of the midfield from um, City. And he's only 7. He's great value, isn't he? Yeah, 7.6. Yeah. So, yeah, not not bad. And not selected he, by mo- most. So, yeah, good differential if you're behind. He's, um, I tell you what, he's one to look out for for next season as well, isn't he? I wonder what mm. price they'll they'll put him in at the start of next season's um, FPL as well, because he, he does have quality. And as a Guardiola signing, you're gonna sort of trust <clears throat> that he'll be started more often than not. I think I'll be pushing seven and a half, eight at the very least. Yeah, we'll see. What about some uh, some love for John Stones, Pete? You got, you're going to go back uh, back there anytime soon? <laughs> oh, he's, he's sat on my bench. <laughs> I brought him in for the double game week, and of course, I was thinking, well, he's bound to play both, and he only played one game, so he yeah. he's just stitched me right up again. Um, All season long, yeah. <laughs> we have a real love hate relationship. His returns in the last four matches have been a total of four points. <laughs> Prior to that, he got actually to be fair. 
it went for a, a four weeks where he went six, three, eight, and six. So I thought, do you know what, John? You're all right. You are. <laughs> now he's just useless again. So um, to be fair, though, it's if I look at the games that he hasn't really returned in, obviously they, they drew nil-nil at home against Stoke where he didn't even play. But after that, it's the big matches. It's the game against Liverpool they've drawn. They've drawn with Arsenal. They've lost to Chelsea. This is the difference with Manchester City now. They, ju- they used to be able to, a few seasons back when they won the league, you could you know, guarantee they would show up in those games and get the job done. But now you can't be that confident anymore. I, th- I also think the returning Vincent company is probably going to put some threat to him playing as regularly as well. Yeah, I think um, mm-hmm. for Man City and their defence and even Big Willie in goal, Caballero, he, uh, for the next few, I don't think they're a very good option at all. But after that, after game week 34, they've just got Garden of Green. So maybe after that, if you're wild carding, to put in the likes of uh, uh, Willie in goal. He's only he's yeah. only uh, 4.7, but their defence, City, it just can't be trusted at the moment, really, can it? There's, there's not many clean sheets uh, you can see no absolutely not and um let's just uh i mean we're, we're exhausting man city here i guess uh hull city they've scored uh, four goals in a football match which i i never thought i would say this season Woodsy, do you is there anybody from hull that that has perhaps turned your attention to them or are you still thinking this is a one-off flash in the pan they're still to be stayed away from i can't see them recreating that again away to city i mean if you're going to take a complete and utter punt uh, I quite like the look of uh, Niassi, and I do appreciate the pace of Hernandez, but for me, it's not worth a transfer. We, we've actually, Woodsy, whilst you're talking about that, this seems really appropriate because our, our um, regular listener, Lolo, hello, Lolo, has actually popped us a question here saying, is Niassi a good option to replace Llorente? If not, who is, if I've got Vardy and Lukaku already? So is, is Niassi a, a, an option here for Llorente as a cut price striker, or would you be looking elsewhere? Oh, how how much is he? That is, that's gonna that's what it's gonna boil down to five point six. Oh, so he really is cheap as chips. So I mean, if you've only got that to play with, then then yes. But if you can stretch up to the the upper bracket of the, I don't know, maybe an Andy Carroll, huh. um, or a <laughs> uh, or a little further to the seven plus region, I'm sure you can pick up better. It's worth noting as well, Hernandez, who's clearly the kind of better player. He actually came off with a knock, and he was 5.9. So, obviously, we've no idea how serious that is, as that was tonight. But um, that should lend itself to more game time for Niasse, I guess. If you're looking for cash, maybe if you're downgrading a player just so you can have a bit more cash to, to get the likes of, I don't know, Guerrero in your team. You know, Niasse scored five in his last six appearances. He is at 5.6, so that could be a good option. But I do think there are probably better options at that price in terms of Ben Teke and Origi, who also scored tonight. Around that mark, if you're getting rid of Lorente, I went direct to Origi, and he's done me well so far. But Ben Teke, again, double game week coming up in game week 34, so he could be a, a better option than uh, Niasse. I think that's a nice shout I spent. I was just going to mention uh, Ben Teke is a, a viable option to replace him as well. So not too much love for Hull, unfortunately. Great result tonight, but against Man City away, we, we can't see anything consistent. And I wouldn't be bringing in Hull players given the double game week. So let's move on to uh, Middlesbrough, who are on the uh, receiving end of that, hiding from Hull City against Burnley, where that man Heaton came up with another clean sheet. Iceman, if I let you start us off on this one, 
Middlesbrough versus Burnley. Do you fancy anyone in this fixture? It's only going to be Middlesbrough players, which uh, I'm going to be looking at any options. Burnley, no double game week. Uh, all their players are priced in a certain region where you can probably buy either a Middlesbrough goalkeeper like Valdez, uh, who's got two games coming up in game week 34, or like the likes of Gibson, who got a he got an assist tonight actually. But nothing from from Burnley for me. I still wouldn't be going for any Borough attack, even though they got couple of goals tonight no I'll, I'll stay clear away from the from uh, their attack just their defense do you, do you know who a better goalkeeper is than Victor Valdez <laughs> you're gonna say uh Heaton aren't you yep 127 points now so top of the goalkeeping rankings in the Premier League still only 5.1 million which is a snip only 10 goals conceded and 15 starts at Turf Moor that is pretty impressive for a guy that basically only has Michael Keane defending in front of him given that he's not going to be in the double game week again I'm not suggesting that you bring him in and we know that uh, Burnley are pony on the road but I just wanted to celebrate that at the Iceman's expense um (laughs) Would your TC anyone from from this fixture that you would add to the Iceman sentiments there? Um, the only thing I'd say is I agonised over which borough defender to bring in when I wildcarded, and in the end I just said, Do you know, what? I have to pay the additional money to get Gibson as I felt he was the only one that could be absolutely yeah. relied upon to be to start. You know, good luck to you if you go elsewhere and it works out. But I'd say my advice is to go with Gibson, and he's as he's the reliable starter for that double that uh, Jim mentioned. Other than that, no other no other thoughts. Yeah, an assist for Gibson tonight, so um, certainly looking at a good player. Just of note, not to pick him, but uh, Triore has finally scored some FPL points. Oh, he's, got, uh, he's got an assist. Yeah. OK, so this one isn't really tickling our fancy too much, but the next fixture just might. We've got a, uh, a lacklustre Stoke City, who I think are very much on the beach now. 36 points for the season, one win shy of probably being guaranteed safety against the Liverpool side, who are very much in the race for a top-four finish. We've got the returning to form Coutinho, although a draw against Bournemouth tonight has held them back just a little bit there. Tom, do you have any views on that? Yeah, I just wanted to mention uh, Coutinho, really. He was an unfortunate um, loss in my wild card, and since then he's punished me to the tune of 20 points in two game weeks. So, <laughs> so yeah, I sort of feel like a um, letdown. He's one of my favourite sort of footballers in the Premier League, and I really do think he's, he's viable for this fixture and ongoing. Just a kind of curious one. He just very rarely plays 90 minutes. I think the last time was back in game week 26. So I think you kind of have to accept that for whatever reason, if it's fitness or tactics, he does tend to be withdrawn. Not that it's affected his output more recently, but for this fixture, especially since um, Liverpool's injuries to Mane and Milano, and I think Henderson's still um, suffering as well, the emphasis will be on him to return. So I really like him, especially with... Like you say, Stoke don't have a whole lot to play for um, now, and I could see I could see him returning well again. Jim, what's your thoughts on Origi as a sort of longer term option now that now that Sturridge is allegedly back in training once again? Yeah, I saw that this morning, and I was like, oh, for God's sake, it's going to reduce his minutes. And I I just wanted Origi in because yeah, I just had a feeling he was going to score, which he did. And looking at Liverpool's fixtures, they just you know, they're so tasty at the moment, but. I, I can see um, Sturridge probably coming back in uh, and maybe even displacing Origi for a game or two. So I'm just I'm in hope at the moment that I'm going to hang on to him. He is still an option for other people probably wanting to bring someone in around that price bracket. But I would probably look to Benteke now. If I had the choice like mm. this week, I would probably go to Benteke if I had the choice. I wonder if there's any chance that Klopp might start Origi and Sturridge together with, with Mane and... 
Lalana both out. I can't really see it happening, but I guess that's a possibility. Yeah, mm, could be. But yeah, from the Stokes side, Pete, I, I can't really give many options. I'm afraid. No. I, normally, I like sort of tipping the Grant and Peters cheap def, uh, options, but they kind of lost their appeal really now. So I'd, I'd steer away at the minute. Yeah, no one from uh, Stoke. I, I agree too. See, they are, they are unfortunately, and sorry to Stoke fans, but they are the epitome of a side that is on the beach. They don't really have an awful lot left to play for. One more win, it's job done for them. So, yeah, I, I, just in terms, I haven't got too much to add about um, Liverpool. I had a little punt on Nathaniel Klein a few weeks ago. It hasn't really returned for me, but I am going to play him in this game because I, I think um, if anyone isn't going to score at the moment, unfortunately, it's Stoke City. So um, if you've, I think if you've got Klein or a Liverpool defender, it wouldn't be a bad shout to play them in this game. Yeah, I agree with that. So let's move on to the uh, the baggies. Many of us Macaulay owners will be incredibly frustrated by the early substitution, not even getting a uh, single point in uh, yesterday's fixture. Um, I have read, however, that it was just uh, really he was rested after burnout from playing for Northern Ireland. Uh, 36, you know, he's he's not a spring chicken, but at the same time, he's done incredibly well this season. So I'm not going to rush to take out Macaulay. I will consider playing him home against Southampton one note on West Brom I've noticed since the signing of Livermore that the uh, the shape of the side has changed a little bit with Fletcher in there as well Brump seems to be playing in somewhat of a more reserved role and I just wonder if that's affecting their their attacking return Tom do you have any views on that yeah I do I think the first thing to note is that Pulis has got a history of once he hit 40 points that's it for his team and the same things happened I guess with with West Brom but you're absolutely right with with Brunt as well. If you look at his um, returns, I think back when we were talking about sort of game week 20 through sort of 24, it was really, really impressive returns for him pretty much every other, uh, every week or so. In the last few though, he's had one return, which was the uh, draw at Old Trafford. And he's not had anything above two points since, um, since game week 24. So definitely a change there for West Brom. That being said, it's not actually a horrible game to, to play your West Brom defenders if you've still got them. I know last week Jim was rightly recommending sort of ditching them um, slowly but surely because of uh, not having a whole lot left to play for and lack of doubles and what have you. But if you've still got them, then this is a good fixture, I would say, for them as Saints likewise don't have a, a bundle to play for. Kind of surprising they managed to score three tonight without Gabby Adini, I thought. Didn't see that coming at all. But you'd, you'd still, you could see a West Brom clean sheet in this game. There'll be great returns from the Saints defenders tonight. As far as um, so back for, for Saints, so actually could be a good uh, low price option moving forward. Uh, and Stevens both getting uh, assist returns and also Nathan Redmond netting as well. So um, And Yoshida as well. Yoshida was... Yoshida, yeah. well, like I said, yeah. Iceman called him last week. So great shout from the, uh, the big man there. Iceman? I was just going to say, um, uh, I've got two West Brom in Foster and Macaulay, and I am actually thinking about even moving Macaulay out for the likes of either Yoshida or the playing Jack Stevens at four point. Well, he's four mil, and Yoshida's four point three. So these two are looking really viable options, and Yoshida seems to be scoring quite high the last couple of weeks as well. He got an eight and a seven in the last two games because they obviously got a clean sheet against Bournemouth so I'm thinking about moving McCauley out to bring in one of these defenders or moving Foster out to actually bring in Forrester mm. yeah all viable stuff definitely I did wonder I don't know how you pronounce it but is it is it Kakares is it is that how it's pronounced probably not oh, God the guy that, that 
the centre half that they signed, Saints signed just before the League Cup final. Yeah, I think kind of I... a weird one because it was on such a short term deal. I thought he was probably going to play, but he's not. Oh, was that Martin? Was that Martin? Is it Caceres from uh, Juventus? That yeah. sounds better. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. With that. he's got he, he's got a fair bit of pace about him. I was actually quite excited about that signing, mm. um, and, and that's why I just, I just, I just it's, it's a weird one. If he was going to play. It's hard to know who Puel would drop to give him a game out of Yoshida, who's like pretty hopeless at fullback but decent at centre half, or Stevens, who hasn't done anything to suggest he should be dropped. But uh, I don't know. You think if he signed him, why bring him in? Was it just emergency cover for Van Dyke? I, I don't know. I think that's why people it's are kind of, kind, of a weird one. kind of veering away from Steve, Jack Stevens actually, because they think, mm. feel like he's going to come in and take his place. I think Yoshida's the more nailed on out of the two, so I'll, yeah, probably, I'll probably go him to be safe. Yeah, I think that's a good shout, mate. I like the sound of brunt, but I'm not sure whether that's just my subconscious getting the word confused with my true passion. But... <laughs> good God. <laughs> and did anybody consider Niassi? Yeah, we've, we, we, we spoke about him. You spoke about him <laughs> earlier. Oh, right. <laughs> we, we have moved on from Man City Harlem. <laughs> well, and you failed to mention as well Shane Long. With the lack of Gabardini, he's managed to get 90 minutes tonight and they scored three goals. That's true. He scored yeah. two points. So. <laughs> two points, yeah. So you're pointing yeah. out his failure. Out of, out of three yeah. goals, he got two points. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, don't don't rule out old Shane. Right. Well, it's um, it's actually Martin Casera's birthday on the 7th of April, so who knows? The game on the 8th might be a generous uh, gift to the man, but I can't see it. Let's move on from Baggies versus Saints. Let's get into uh, into chaps that the guests for tonight, West Ham versus Swansea City. It's all gone horribly wrong at the Emirates for West Ham. How do you see them faring against Swansea this weekend? Woodsy, you can go first. You've just joined us. Uh, we'll get smashed. <laughs> I think we'll probably score, but it'll probably be 2-1, 3-1. We are on a di- downward spiral to the championship. I'm actually going to check Skybet now to see how what the odds are on West Ham getting relegated. I'm going to put £100 on it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You're confident in survival. TC, can you offer anything more optimistic? Uh, just just let me know the price, because I'll be getting on that as well. Because it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's looking... It's looking seriously, seriously desperate at the moment. Actually, Spurs' late showing against Swansea tonight actually was great news for West Ham because the results were looking diabolical for us, really. And it's still looking really, really bad. So it's an absolutely massive game. There'll be loads of tension there. I don't for a moment think we'll get a clean sheet. So we're going to need to score at least two to win the game. And I think if you look at West Ham's remaining fixtures, it's a game they do need to win. So I'm worried for West Ham for the rest of this season and I think it's, um, it's a game that Bilic is going to struggle to get the players um, up for but he's going to need to because we do need three points Yeah unfortunately you are in free fall at the moment mm. I mean um, can you see anyone coming up with the goods for West Ham? I mean I've, I've still got Andy Carroll in my team um, just because the, the makeup of the team is to have two big strikers um, price wise and then one make weight and Andy Carroll's been that guy for me for pretty much the majority of the time since he's been back from injury that will remain the case, I do think. I mean, he was poor tonight, but um, didn't have much service at all, really. Yeah. Uh, I still think he'll have he'll have a chance against Swansea, who I still think are pretty pretty ordinary at the back, to be honest. Antonio will be available as well, so he's been probably one of our better performing players this season, so he could be an option as well. I wouldn't be backing it with any kind of certainty, personally. Cresswell's out injured as well, which is only going to make things... <clears throat> harder defensively so I'd sort of tentative shout on on Andy Carroll and a bit of a punt on Antonio but outside of those two 
I wouldn't even go near Lanzini, actually. I'm I'm not totally bought into the, him being a better option than someone like Zaha, um, who's kind of a comparable price. I know Jim and I have disagreed on this on Twitter, but... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's my feelings. I would say if you've got West Ham players, it depends who they are, if you've got the likes of, say, Snodgrass. Snodgrass was non-existent tonight, and to be honest, <laughs> Carroll was non-existent, but he just didn't get anything up front, and I can see no. probably if you've got Carroll, just to hang on to him, I just don't see him as a viable option to bring in uh, going forward. I don't think any West Ham players are options to bring in for now, but if you've got, say, the likes of AU, Carroll, or even Antonio, if you still manage to hang on to him, he managed to get forward and actually create a few chances in, in this game, but um, yeah, don't bring anyone in from West Ham. James, can I just Agreed. interrupt you very quickly? Yeah. Have you have you got a mirror near to you? Um, no. Could, could you get one and just check that your face isn't drooping to one side because you've developed a lisp since the start of the podcast and I'm worried <laughs> that you may have had a stroke. <laughs> You just check that quickly. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm stroke, strokeless at the moment. But thanks. Okay, good. All right. Okay, carry on. <laughs> um, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, West Ham are twelve to one as well to be relegated. So I'd say. Do you know what? That's pretty good. It is. Nice. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm actually, I'm actually tempted by that myself. Actually, let's, um, let's have a four-way wager on that. I'm going to speak slightly more optimistically about Swansea. Now, they've gone down to Spurs tonight, but Spurs, you would argue, are the form team in the league. Now it's time for me to buy my uh, my Tottenham Hotspur Glenn Hoddle shirt. But I think if you've got Siggy, I would keep him in for this one. Hasn't done too much in recent weeks, but he's he's the sort of guy, I think we say every week, I'm not going to say he's due, but I think he's the sort of player that will be involved if Swansea score. And I think if you've got him, he's definitely worth playing again. The, the, the two West Ham fans have said it for themselves. You know, they're not great at the back at the moment. So um, if you've got Siggy, I would stick with him. Yeah, I think I, I agree with that. Um, I mean, West Ham, they look dire at the back and they've got a few out, so he, he may get... They obviously scored tonight and he didn't get one, so um, he's not involved in every goal that Swansea score. But yeah, he's a, he's a keeper until your wild card, maybe. Yeah, I think that's a nice shout. OK, let's move on to Bournemouth versus Chelsea. Bournemouth doing a great job coming back with Josh King, that man scoring again tonight to make it uh, 2-2 against Liverpool. Chelsea doing the business against Man City. Great result, massive psychological blow in the title race. TC, let me come to you first on this one. Who, who do you like out of these two? Um, I think Bournemouth are one of the hardest teams to predict, personally. I don't know how you guys see it, but um, not just in terms of FPL, but actually this is just how they're going to do, home or away. It's been really difficult for me. So I think it's more likely to think about Chelsea. They've got a great run of fixtures coming up. They're still going for the league, obviously, so you'd expect them not to take the foot off the pedal. Personally, I just wanted to have a quick mention on on Hazard. Like He's been one of the ones that I've kept the faith with for the whole season, I think a lot of people sort of say he's not worth the big price that you pay and what have you, and, and there's been kind of good debates on that. But if you look over the the last few game weeks, he's gone 5-11-2-5-11-0 when he didn't play in the um, away match at Stoke, 5-10. and 10. Like, it's it really is great returns, and I think the 10 is possibly pre-bonus as well. I don't know on that so I'm- far. So. Oh, go on. No, go on. What was that point? Sorry. I, I was just going to raise uh, that um, I do think Hazard's probably a potential option to move out Sanchez for. I was going to uh, kind of 
not sing Sanchez praises for once and I didn't think he looked very effective out on the left. Welbeck being in the middle he seems to you know Sanchez out on the left he doesn't get involved in the attack as much and she shoots from distance and uh, his chances of scoring are kind of highly reduced. The two things I saw from him against West Ham was that all he does is cut inside and shoot from distance or he passes the ball to Monreal down the left. And although the second half he was clearly given like different instructions to kind of move in the middle and uh, he did create um, a few chances from there but I didn't see many efforts on goal and he does keep losing the ball from out there. I just think he's more effective up top this season. So I would see it as a potential move down to Hazard. Uh, I know that uh, Sanchez has got more games than Hazard left but Hazard just seems to be the one in form so it's whether form over fixtures is a thing for you. Yeah, plus, like I say, if you look at it, he has actually been awesome this season. It's just I think people expect so much of him because he's such a great player that when he doesn't kind of return consistently double-digit score every week, they're kind of quite quick to write him off in my view. But 178 points for this season is awesome at this stage in my view. And they do have great run as well. As I say, he's um, he's he's going for the title and what have you, clearly on penalties, although he he did miss miss his tonight. Mm -hmm quite fortunate to tuck away the rebound just in terms of the Sanchez move I'd say I agree with that in principle other than as you say the doubles I think you just need to be wary how much money you have in Sanchez if you got on him early then uh, you could have and you're looking to rebuy him for that uh, those doubles then that would be potentially be a problem just something to be wary of there I don't know what your guys thoughts are on Pedro now that he's having to sort of play out of position you think still think he's a viable option I have him uh, and he's going to be coming out for me, mate. Uh, or actually, no, he already has. I've just made my transfer. Sane in, Pedro out. So, Live yeah. transfer. There it is. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think about Pedro. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because he, he, I know that you're a big fan. Pete, you've sort of talked about him a lot this season yeah. on the pod. Um, and he has had a cracking season. Yeah, um, yeah. Finding himself at right wing back. I mean, he, he was quite unlucky today because I think he won the penalty. I didn't actually yeah. see that live though, but um, so he was kind of robbed there, I guess. But um, he, yeah, I just wondered say, what your thoughts are really on, on whether or not. He's still I, a I do. Option. I agree with you because I think um, if it wasn't, I've had Hazard for probably the majority of the season, um, and if it wasn't for him, I would have had Pedro a lot earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like him as an attack. I, I it's a shame that Moses isn't playing at the moment. I think he's injured, just because it, it's kind of slightly disorientated that shape that they had before he would have been sort of nailed on to play he seemed to be ahead of Willian as well mm-hmm. um, who by the way it's a, it's a real surprise to me that he doesn't play more than he does he seems to favour the likes of Fabregas and Pedro over Willian but um, yeah I think if we look at Chelsea's upcoming fixtures obviously they've got Bournemouth next uh, then Man United away Southampton at home they're not in the double game week but they are the team that are marching on for the title if you don't want to pay out for for Hazard I still think Pedro is a a decent option yeah I I agree Um, I I just wondered whether or not the fact he's playing right wing back to temper that at all from a Bournemouth side I think you have to respect that King is is uh, is viable I thought it was a flash in the pan but definitely been proved wrong there Um, he's been he's been good he scored again tonight so he remains viable as well I mean, if you look at his um, his points return, it's um, if, if you 
blocked out the name King and just looked at the the run of points that he's been on, you'd think you were looking at Lukaku or Ibrahimovic because it's just it's just crazy mm. what he's been able to do. Still only five point eight million. I think he's not a bad player to have in a wild card team as a fifth midfielder. Now I'm quite convinced about that. We've been popping up again in goals in big games at Anfield, so I think he's a great option still. I'm, I'm going to disagree with that now. I'm afraid. Uh, just next two, I can't see him score much. After that, maybe uh, for gaming thirty four. The rest of their fixtures are okay, but um, if you've got him, I'd hang on to him. But I wouldn't bring him in yet. Maybe wait a few weeks. Oh yeah, I think I think it's not one for acquisition. Although to be fair, I wouldn't have had him down to score away at Anfield. Yeah, true. So right. you know, that, his, his form I, is, I, is mighty at the moment. It just can't be ignored. I mean, he scored away at Everton, thirteen points. He scored away at Man United, nine points. He's scored away at Liverpool, seven points. Like these yeah, tough fixtures don't seem yeah. to be phasing him. Yeah, good points. Yeah, I think Iceman. I, I, I think it's a really good point you're making about the next two fixtures. But again, that's what I'm. That's why I'm weighted towards him with TC's um, argument there. That actually, when a player's in form, playing well, um, sometimes the, the fixture I don't think matters. But I think you can make an argument either way. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because at that price point, you match him directly with Wilf Zaha, and it's he's got really, really tough fixtures coming up as well yeah. for the remainder of the season, really, Palace. But again, his form's been fab as well. So yeah. it's a similar kind of argument with, with those two. And depending on how you've formed your midfield, it may just come down to a direct choice between those two sorts of players. And at that point, if they're a fourth mid, you're going to be playing them anyway. And with the likes of, um, I suppose the only benefit waiting towards Zaha there is the fact that he's got two games in, in 34 of course, yeah, good point. Yeah, that would weigh into the decision for sure. Well, do you want to add anyone from Chelsea versus Bournemouth? Uh, yeah, Chelsea players, yeah. <laughs> the generic sort of shout for Chelsea, just <laughs> up, up the blues. It's actually quite a tough game week, isn't it, for captain choices? Because yeah. you've got a few big fixtures there. I'd be tempted with Costa, but... Oh, I, don't, I don't think Costa's a good option, though. He's just not been doing it for Chelsea recently has he I agree I've binned him I think the, um, that's why I mentioned the Spurs game I don't normally like early kickoffs, but that Watford game does look of the of the fixtures we've got it looks probably I mean outside of Man City Hull which looks cracking shout I would say I just don't have any of their players yeah. so um, yeah I like that Spurs game Costa to Aguero then do we think yeah I think that's probably going to be mm, like a it. high transfer actually oh god minus four do I <laughs> another night you can't say Woodsy doesn't put his money where his mouth is. No. Chaps, I have just uh, bet fifty pounds on West Ham to be relegated, so <laughs> I wasn't quite brave enough to do the hundred. Uh, but I've just—I think I'm confident. I've just earned myself six hundred pounds as well. So. <laughs> he has done it. He's just posted the picture on our WhatsApp. Group. Fifty quid. All right, fair enough. Right, lads, let's move on to the Sunday game. Sunderland, David Moyes takes his Sunderland side back to Manchester United, fresh off of a sexism row. Uh, I, I don't see anything in this for Sunderland. They're, they're wilting now. Jermaine Defoe, I think, to be fair to the, the guys, dragged them through the season. There's only so much he can do. Sunderland versus Manchester United. Iceman, let me let you feast on this one. Where do you see this one going and who would you call? Well, it's all, all United now, really, isn't it? Um, I know they're, they're not playing great. This is about the double game. They are still um, unbeaten uh, in 20 games. It's just that they've drawn nine of them. If you've got Pickford and your other keeper's just not good enough or they're playing like likes of City or something, I would actually play him because he might get loads of save points here. 
Um, Zlatan's back, mm. which is big for United. And Valencia didn't play in the last game, so he, I, I, I believe he got rested. So I think he's probably worth definitely starting now. But United haven't scored in their last uh, in open play in their last two games, and maybe this has got something to do with Mata being out. I think Jose has got to turn to someone else as like a creative player. And I think Mkhitaryan might be the one. I know he only played uh, 26 minutes against Everton, but I think he was resting him as well for this weekend. So. I think that Mkhitaryan might be a great pump for someone who's you know, lagging behind. I doubt he's going to flood the midfield, though, with creative players. I mean, he's already got Fellaini there. Um... <laughs> Howie! Mm. <laughs> One to rub in the face of David Moyes, who signed him, perhaps. Who's David um... Moyes? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Chaps, the only player I'd add to uh, Valencia at the back for United is returning at <laughs> He has actually scored, well, in his, in his last game, nine recoveries, three successful tackles. Um, he's actually got six bonus points in his last four starts. So, to me, he, he is a decent option at the back for United as well. And I think Mourinho likes him and would kind of stay true to him even in a double game week. So, he's someone I'm seriously looking at um, for the next sort of upcoming sort of month or so. Yeah, I think he's a sure starter now, Bailly. Yeah. Great price Just, as well. I think those those guys are the ones you'd look at from a United perspective in terms of like being nailed on ongoing as well. Um, just a word on Sunderland. So I think last time I was on, I predicted a cricket score because uh, Spurs were playing at Sunderland, and that went on to be nil nil. So sort of embarrassed myself there. But I'm going to do it again because if you look back at when Moyes managed to sort of oversee that four nil victory over Palace back in Feb, since then they not scored a goal. It's pathetic. Mm-hmm. Like they've yeah. they've not won in two months, and they haven't scored a goal. He took them to New York, and God knows what happened there because they've they've just been absolutely turgid since then. Definitely going down, and I mean United are playing badly. I don't think it's quite dog and duck versus you know Red Lion as Gary uh, Neville said previously, but it's not going to be a great game because United aren't playing that well. But surely they're going to manage to uh, keep a clean sheet because, like I say, Sunderland haven't kept haven't scored in two months, so. I'd be favouring more the the defensive options, as you guys have pointed out, in terms of points for this game week. Yeah, I, I think that um, also Zlatan being back, obviously everyone's going to be shooting to him at the moment and hoping that he's going to score big. But he didn't manage to score an open play. But, you know, he is a penalty taker, so he's managed to benefit from that. He got the six points. I'm not flooding to get him in now. Last week, I, I just wanted him in because I was thinking he's going to come back and they're just going to look good. He's going to get loads of chances. He did get a, quite a few chances, but um, I just, I don't know. At the moment, maybe holding off until the double game week 34. It's actually not a bad shout, Jim, because Mourinho's as well said that he's going to focus on the Europa League if it if the top four looks kind of unlikely. Yeah. And they're four points behind Man City at the moment and Arsenal would have overtaken them tonight I guess yeah, on goal yeah, difference is that, is that right them, yeah. so I mean top four is not looking like anything close to a certainty so if he's telling the truth about that then you'd actually say suddenly the big hitting United players are actually a threat from less minutes I can't see him dropping Zlatan personally he just seems like he's the one that yeah. Mourinho kind of recognises they need him to win games so he's probably going to keep his place but that was just something that another fly in the ointment as to whether or not United are viable ongoing. Yeah. The one I'm gutted about this season is Anthony Martial. I thought he flew out of the blocks last season. He looked like an absolute world beater and he was going to go on to big things in his second season in the Premiership. It's just not happened for him, unfortunately. No, no it hasn't, no. 
Oh, shame. Okay, so not too much in this for Sunderland, we're thinking. But um, let's move on to Moyes' XX club, which is Everton against the reformed team of the moment. It is, of course, Leicester City. Woodsy, who do you like in this one? Well, I've put my eggs in the Riyadh basket, which has failed the last two game weeks that I brought him in. Uh, he's done absolutely bloody nothing. So they managed to get the results, but I've, just, I've gone for the wrong player. I would have a headache over Vardy or Slomani. Slomani, sorry. I think I'd be tempted with a, a little gamble with Slomani. He scored this week, didn't he? He, so, did, yeah, he, he, he didn't week. start, I don't think. and He's not been starting oh, the last few. Oh, well, then that's just completely shit on my parade. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd avoid all Leicester players, including Somali, especially Slomani. And uh, Lukaku's your man, I think, isn't he, for this one? I'm sure everyone's already got him. Possible captain choice, or are we not, we're not feeling that vibe? I, I wouldn't. I mean, Shakespeare's uh, come in, they've won six out of their last six. Oh, I think they've won five, sorry. He's just not lost out of his last six. Um, I think Vardy, uh, he's in form now. He scored five goals in just eight attempts. So he's he's back on, and if you've got him, I, I would even consider him being a captain option because Everton, they have lost a few players in defence, and now Williams is out as well because he got a red card in the last game. It might be worth a captaincy shout on the likes of Vardy, and if you've got Mares, he's a potential uh, captain shout. I know he's not given you anything recently, but like you say, you're a middle-placed team now. If I had him and I was middle-placed, I'd probably have to. You'd have to punt on someone, wouldn't you? No, I'm not a captain. Not the armband. I think with the Spurs, City, and Chelsea fixtures, I'm definitely not. I'm not that much of a punt. Um, cooey. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to back Jamie Vardy. I haven't put him in my team yet, but I'm, I'm telling you, I'm trying to find a way. Great form um, at the moment. He's just driving Leicester forward. I'm still slightly concerned about the uh, the Champions League burnout. But having said that, he's a player that seems to just just work on confidence, and um, I think he's, he's a great shout for this one. Lukaku hasn't scored in a couple of games, but um, I, I wouldn't bin him just yet. I'd be st- I'd be sticking with him. Although I just saw a stat earlier saying that his price had actually dropped. So a lot of people are panicking and getting him out at this point. And just on that as well, I mean, I don't know if you guys watched the Merseyside derby, because yeah. um, I thought Lukaku was pretty anonymous in that game. He's followed that up with another pretty nondescript performance in the second game. My plan, after I wildcarded a couple of weeks ago, was to lose Vardy for this game to get Lukaku back in, so actually only have go sort of go without Lukaku for the last two games. But I just can't see myself being able to justify that now. You guys have just said all this great stuff on Vardy, and I agree with it completely. The only thing that's slightly concerning me is that that game's four o'clock Sunday, and then they've got the Champions on League Wednesday, midweek. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And they're now 10th in the league. So top half of the table, they're not going to be looking behind them so much now. So I don't think he'll he'll um, not start. But you could see him potentially playing less minutes. Yeah. So that would potentially stop me from captaining him. But I think transferring out Jamie Vardy at the moment feels like a, a bad shout. Um, I, I agree with that because they are nine points clear of the drop zone now. So maybe yeah. they will. There's loads uh, of teams behind them as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I'm going to harp back to my All Brighton shout as well. If you wanted a, a fifth mid that's under five mil, he's got um, fancy returns in um, three of the last five. And you know, you're never going to set the world on, on fire, sort of thing, in terms of, of points. But 
two assists in the last game in a half hour cameo. Um he will be vying for that that position though in that midfield. So uh, just to mention though, I think he's he's one of those ones where he's got FPL um kind of points from, from seasons gone by. And although their fixtures aren't great, they do have a double upcoming, so maybe one to look out as a wildcard squad later on. Yeah, he's got four assists in his last four appearances, actually. Uh, oh yeah, because they got the double in the last game. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And that's um, it's kind yeah. of kind of one to possibly look at in the longer term. Interesting. So yeah, I think uh, Brighton definitely, uh, as we tweeted out yesterday, the new Beckham quite possible. What about um, what about Holgate? You guys feeling <clears throat> Holgate as a cheap cheap defensive option in Everton now that Coleman's. Um, Recovering from his leg break, I can't really see Everton keeping that many clean sheets. Sorry, Steve. Go on. No, I was just saying I've got him. You got the whole gate. Yeah, I I didn't ever get rid of him actually because he started playing. Was it the beginning of the season? Yeah, he, yeah, he's, yeah. Some minutes, and I just left him on my bench to to rot. Um, yeah, I, and I've got Baines as well, which is probably a bit excessive. I can't ever see me playing Holgate over Baines or playing them together because they're not exactly uh, rock steady at the back and like James said now with the loss of Williams they're going to be even weaker Robles looked awful as well didn't he was it yeah he looked dreadful didn't he god he really did yeah yeah he was lucky um not to concede that howler of a save wasn't he the first goal that Ibra scored that was um that was ruled offside now just looking at it actually that's looking at their side so you'd expect the defense then of Jagielka, Baines, Pennington, and Holgate. I yeah, guess all quite young. Aren't it's, they? Well, yeah, it's hard. Jack, well, other than Jags, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that against an informed Jamie Vardy, I think transferring them out feels like a, a mistake. Yeah, I've got I've got a couple of questions from uh, Twitter. Kevin Sears, uh, I was planning on dropping Vardy and bringing in Ibra. Is that a wise move, especially after yesterday's performance? And is it time to drop Lukaku? Um, like people were looking at removing Lukaku and he didn't get any attempts against Liverpool but he got five against United with two of them being in the box so he does have better f- uh, home form he's got 10 out of his last 11 goals have come at home so potentially there is some goals in this game are they they are at home aren't they? Yeah. Or am, I, am I wrong no, yeah, you're right. They've got um, they've got Leicester at home, then yeah. Burnley at home, West Ham away. I, I yeah. wouldn't be dropping a car. So I, I, I think that's I, yeah. I'm yeah. not I'm not moving them out. They uh, had Mike a uh, at Mike uh, Jeski is saying. Uh, has Lukaku earned his P45? He seemed to be sat on the Brighton beach last night. Toffees look muddled. Cun or Ebra in for him. See, maybe if you're looking at Cun or Ebra, I probably would. But if you've already got one of them or you haven't got the money to move up I wouldn't just move them out for the likes of Vardy uh, I, w- I wouldn't do the swap from Lukaku to Vardy or someone like that but if you're looking at the likes of Aguero or Ibra maybe I would but I don't know his home form for me I do think there are goals in him and I think they're, they're going to come in his next two Absolutely and then the one after that is he's at our place uh, West Ham away oh, yeah, and his record game. against yeah, us easy, is easy absolutely game, yeah. astonishing I really so hope good. you four in that game just to sort of start pushing us down the table <laughs> just and uh, you to get, get your bet in yeah. Yeah. so yeah. the next the next three and do you know what even the Chelsea game at home like, he'll be really motivated for that to make them come and buy him in the summer so uh, in, he's got awesome fixtures it's it's just his last two performances have been suspiciously bad it's a, it's a tough one I think there's loads of options up front that we've gone through with Vardy Costa Aguero Ibrahimovic you know that we talked about so getting that balance right is really difficult and fixtures you can't argue with though the next three are 
are fab. Yeah, so there's definitely a case for them there. Um, and chaps, that brings us on to the final game on the Monday, the 10th of April. Crystal Palace versus the Gunners. Arsenal winning 3-0 against West Ham. Palace going down against Southampton. I was a little bit surprised with that result, I've got to say. Woodsy, do you want to kick us off with this one? Who do you like in this fixture? Ooh, um, well, I think Ben Teke's already been uh, mentioned, yeah. hasn't he, as having favourable fixtures coming out. Was there a double game week mentioned? Yeah, as well? th- th- he's in 34. Yeah, so that, that would be tempting for me. Um, I mean, Arsenal have just smashed three goals in, but it is against West Ham. Oh, to be honest, mate, it's going to be a hard one pr- to predict. I'll probably It's probably going to be nil-nil. <laughs> so you're going with the defenders in this one? Yeah, stick a defender in, mate. Yeah, get him in. Gabriel for Arsenal. Solid. Well, I mean, it's, with Benteke, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because he's got Arsenal coming up next. He's, even his game week 34 fixtures, he's away at Liverpool. Um, and then he's home against Spurs as well. So he's he's got the, the, the game volume. The question is going to be what returns are going to be like. But um, Iceman, what are your views on this? Um, I think Benteke is an option if you're looking for someone to bring you up the league. I think if you're willing to just hold, I don't think he is because he, I don't think he's going to do that well. He's, he's scored in the last game, yeah, but... Uh, I don't know. I can't see it. I, I'm glad I went for a Rigi in the end. I was regretting it midway through the game week, but I'm kind of glad I, I didn't. But I think um, it's defence where Crystal Palace have actually turned around. January signing seems to have helped him. Um, I can't say I can't say the name of the guy who plays in the middle. Milivojelovic or something? Is it Milivojelovic? Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, so okay. <laughs> he, he, him, and Sacco seem to be making the difference for them because they still haven't lost. Oh no, they lost today, didn't they? So <laughs> they didn't lose until today's <laughs> game. But he did go four games and four wins since uh, joining from Liverpool, so he has made a difference. So uh, I can see Hennessy being a good uh, save points option, even in this game, because there weren't many options from Arsenal to start with. I do think there are becoming options now. Like you said last week and probably the week before, Wilcott seems to be involved a lot more again. I love, um, I love the guy. And yeah, got got another goal. Could have got a few actually in this game. I would say that, like I said before with Sanchez, just him out on the left just is making me think maybe move to someone like Ozil. Ozil scoring and assisting in this game. Um, he plays the full 90 minutes. He got an assist in the game before. He kind of ran the show against West Ham. Uh, he does he does get very far forward, but he does come back to receive the ball as well, so he receives a lot of the ball. I, I'm just kind of thinking Sanchez might not be good with Welbeck. I don't think him, Welbeck and uh, Walcott a good combination. I think it does work when Sanchez is up top on his own. Uh, well, not on his own, but in the front three. I think that works for him as an FBL point of view. It's just that Sanchez is a lot of money. Uh, so it is a tough one. I'm not saying I'm going to move him out, but I'm just saying he's not definitely essential going forward. I know he's got two double game weeks coming up soon, but I, I wouldn't say that he's essential as he was before. I um I watched him against Manchester City and I've got to say his body language is very different to what I've seen. Obviously he's still our standout player, but um yeah, ha- hands being thrown in the air, throwing his toys out of the pram. This is a guy I think probably who wants a move. That's quite clear in the summer. Um, but just coming back to your point on Walcott, that's his nineteenth goal of the season. This is the I guess if the guy had had a career where he hadn't been injured so much, you'd be seeing this more often. But nineteen goals this season in 27 starts now great returns the other one i just wonder about is olivier Giroud is quietly doing a job off the bench actually if you look at his 
goal scored to game started ratio it's one a match it just so happens that he's also had 12 coming off the bench um to add to that but actually in terms of time on the pitch his probably games per minute sorry his goals per minute ratio is very, very good and i just wonder if at some point because wenger tends to do this Giroud goes on a bit of a run then he gets a, a look into the team and i just wonder with a monday night fixture if he'll go with them against a physical palace back four tc what do you think on this one you guys have covered everything I wanted to say. I think ah. in, in depth, the only thing I, I'd just like to echo is um, the Hennessy shout of 4.3 mil for Palace. Not necessarily for this fixture, though clearly he could make save points. Um, he's made 16 saves in the last three game weeks. So, I mean, even if they're conceding, they're going to yield a nice return as well. So, again, as part of a, a plan for the double game week in 34, he's, um, he's one to look at. But nothing more to add on, on what you guys have said. Okay, so chaps, that brings us to the end of the uh, ten fixtures, and I've got a feeling the Ice Man's yeah. going to ask me for a pardon. Yeah, need to go now. Yeah. Can't okay. even okay. wait for you, you to tell me. Welcome the Iceman back from his usual break. Some of you have been concerned about his uh, physical health recently, and unfortunately I can't reassure you. I do think he has a problem, but um, if we can tweet <laughs> hashtag um, Iceman to the GP, that'll be most important. Thanks, um, Guys, let's uh, let's just summarise our picks from the, the 10 fixtures. Um, again, the part of the pod, if you can't be asked to listen to all of it, that summarises everything. So, first of all, Spurs versus Watford, the early kickoff. We like the look, of course, of Deli Alley, the 15-goal midfielder emulating the likes of Gerard and Lampard. We like the look of Son, and there's a cheap price option, Davis of Spurs. Watford, we talked about Deeney, but probably not with the lack of double game week. Um, Man City versus Hull. Uh, Aguero is a good captain option this week. Sane appears to be growing in form and favour with Guardiola. Um, we discussed Niasse, not necessarily an option that we would go for, but if you want a differential. Um, and we like the uh, the looks of an improving silver as well. Could be another good differential moving forward. Borough versus Burnley. We talked about Valdez and Gibson of Borough. And, of course, that man, Tom Heaton, more than anything, just so you can have the highest-scoring goalkeeper in the league in your ranks. Not necessarily bringing him in this week, though. Stoke versus Liverpool. Coutinho, Origi uh, were the two that we shouted. More so over Firmino than the uh, the returning Sturridge, but those two seem to be the nailed-on ones for Liverpool against the poor Stoke side. West Bromwich Albion uh, versus versus Saints. We like the look of, uh, again, West Brom's back four here. So Foster, McCauley, if you have other West Brom defensive players. For Saints, you've got the cheap price options of Stevens and Yoshida and also uh, Suarez coming back in at fullback. West Ham versus Swansea. Again, West Ham just free-falling at the moment. If you fancy a punt on a cheaper striker, you might go Andy Carroll. We don't know what the inform of Antonio is going to be like, but certainly for Swansea, if you've got Sigurdsson, play him for this one. Uh, Bournemouth versus Chelsea. The ever-present, never-scoring king keeps on doing it. If you've got him, definitely think to play him. Hazard is the man of the moment for Chelsea, doing it against Man City. And also Pedro is an ongoing cheap alternative if you want to spread the cash elsewhere. Sunderland versus Man United. Bay and Valencia at the back look like good options, especially with their double game weeks coming up. Slatter, many of you have punted for already, but definitely um, seems to be the only man scoring for United at the moment. Everton and Leicester, all the talk was for Vardy and Lukaku, men of the moment in the Premier League, potential goals here, but also a decent shout from TC with all Brighton coming up with those two assists once again in the previous game. And 
Finally, Palace versus Arsenal. We talked about the likes of Walcott. Sanchez not performing as well just recently. But for Palace moving forward to their double game week, you might want to think about the likes of Benteke or Hennessy. Nice sum up, Paul. You've forgotten the assay. No, I said the assay. Oh, you did? Oh, that's right. And just put emphasis on him. <laughs> Woodsy, so Woodsy is, is emphasising pro Niasse for are the you, next few Are you weeks. captaining Niasse this week, Woodsy? No. <laughs> okay. And on that, actually, we are going to go to captain's picks. Woodsy, who are you going to put your captain on? Ooh. Um, Sane, big balls. Is this for my personal team or if I could pick anyone? Your personal team. Um, your personal team, yeah. Okay, my personal team. It's currently on Costa, but you guys have put me off him so it's oh, I'm torn between Son, Sane and Coutinho uh, one Sane, of them Sane big balls yeah Sane you reckon yeah big balls ok I'll, I'll put it I'll put it on Sane now and then I'll probably forget about it and it'll be Sane <laughs> Sane uh, through default forgetting TC um, Deli Ali for me I think Pete mm. I think we went through his form and a good yeah. fixture so I think of the players I have he's the standout choice this week Yeah I think with, with um, Son taking over for Kane up front I mean Son is also a wide midfielder as well and I think he's a bit of a free-for-all running into that central spot for the uh, the Tottenham attack at the moment, great shout on him Iceman. penalties as well doesn't he I yes. think we, don't think yeah. we touched on that, that was a, I think at that no, point he just became shot. even more uh, essential to have Even more Lampard-esque in his uh, best Chelsea Yeah good comparison yeah, yeah. Nice man. Uh, yeah, I've got kind of three options. Uh, I do think Lukaku's probably a good option at home to Leicester. Aguero's obviously the best option for me at home to Hull. I have got Ali. I'm tempted on catching him, but I think I'm going to go with the Aguero because he's going to be the majority and I'm quite high up at the moment, so it should, I should be okay on him. I've um, I've captained Aguero for the last two weeks and that's not about to change. Um, I like the look of him against Hull City here and I think his point ceiling is much higher this week. So I'm going for Kun. Now, chaps, um, in terms of Twitter, unfortunately, just where the pod has run on a little bit longer and actually the benefit of that has been having more guests on. So it's been all for the good. We're going to skip the Twitter questions. However, we will, um, through the Twitter account, Iceman's going to go on and answer each of you individually. So you will have your questions answered. We will add this back in uh, in the next pod. We must apologise for that. So just to round off the pod, first of all, you'll be aware that we do uh, many polls. And the big question for us this week, with the two form players in the Premier League up front, uh, clashing Everton versus Leicester. We want to know from you if you could have one of those players and one only in your team. Who would it be, Lukaku or Jamie Vardy? Go on to uh, to Twitter at ff underscore surgery. Tell us what you think on there. We will announce the results in the next podcast. Also, please keep sending us your questions. We will be making time to put them back into the next pod. We promise, and we will always answer them regardless of whether we do them on the podcast or not. Um, you can listen to the pod, of course, on iTunes. Again, please give us a review. Give us a rating on there. Constructive feedback is always welcome. How we can make things better for you as listeners. Um, and listen to us on SoundCloud as well. You can get us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash fancy football surgery. Uh, and you can go to our website, www.fantasyfootballsurgery.com. You can, also, almost, uh, you can also email us at ffsurgerypodcast at yahoo.com and also join the mini league. So absolutely loads of you in that now. I think we've cracked a thousand. The code for that is 17603 hyphen 67 
1-8. I want to thank mat. you to... Uh, what? Get that Fantasy Football Surgery drinks, Matt. Oh, yeah, I really need to plug what the... Yeah. Other, well, it's the, like I say, it's the Fantasy Football Surgery podcast prep Saturday pack. So when you're sat there in the morning or on Friday night doing your final transfers, we want you to sit comfortably with a mat, with a mug, and some other items to help you to make your decisions. So that is being developed. But believe me, it will be well worth it come the end of the season. And we will get that to you wherever you are in the world. We can guarantee that. Um, want to say thank you to our guests. So first of all, TC, thank you once again for joining us, sir. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, and uh, good luck in the game with these guys. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll be looking forward to speaking to you again very, very soon. The uh, the remembered, not forgotten man, it's Woodsy. Thanks, guys. I'd like to say I'll be back next week. Good. So we're hoping for some regular returns from Woodsy. Iceman. I know, but I won't. <laughs> oh, you're not going to do that. Okay, he's <laughs> What a devil. Woodsy to be continued. Iceman. <laughs> yeah, cheers, guys. Uh, good luck in the game week. And for me, Bully, it's thanks from all of us once again, and good luck in the next game week. Thank you, chaps. Yeah, nice. Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod. <laughs> up it. Oh, pod. <laughs> Seriously, on Reddit, up it. Yeah, if you could uh, get onto Reddit and then up our pod. Please up the pod. I'll yeah. get right on that. Please. I please. like being up the pod. It feels all warm and inviting. <laughs> warm pod. It feels like James has already been up there, though. <laughs> it's sticky. James has ransacked the pod. <laughs>